0: Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1245 of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. It is Monday evening going into Tuesday, and I felt it was time to talk about the NBA playoffs and the Hawks not participating in them. But listen, it's the offseason. I feel like talking about the playoffs, and I'm joined by my friend, Robbie Callen, to discuss all things conference finals. Hello, Robert. What's going on, man? Thank Uh, you for doing this. Yeah, that was... uh... Uh, technically, a basketball game we just watched.
1: Uh, <laughs> one, one team showed up.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the part of the problem—I'm uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's a problem, but part of the thing about trying to talk about the conference finals is that they're every other—they're every, every other day. So you kind of right. have to record late at night at least once to cover any kind of timeliness. Right. So we waited till after the Eastern Conference game on this Monday, thinking it might be competitive. Uh, it was not competitive no. Uh, no. in a kind of bizarre way not that boston winning was a huge shock right. but um them leading by 32 points in the third uh i think i think it was like 28 in the first half something like that at one point and miami could go one
1: start to the game i don't think uh, i've ever seen that i've never seen a team have one point with like 5 minutes to go in the quarter
0: yeah i mean there, there's the whole entry stuff as well that we can get into but miami missed 14 shots in a row to begin yeah. the game uh awful like you said, one point nine minutes. They, uh, by the way, game three, where Miami won in Boston, they scored thirty nine points in the first quarter of game three. Yes. And forty this points. Game, come,
1: forty points. <laughs> they
0: had one point nine. <laughs> so uh, I mean, there's a lot to get into. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is my opening salvo on this series is that you know we talked about this uh, offline during the game, but yeah. it's two to two now, and it feels like Boston is up three one, and they're not. Um just as a, as a reminder, Miami has home court in this series, and now the series is going back to Miami for game five and potentially game seven. And I get why Boston's seen as a favorite. They are probably the more talented team. But Miami, you know, as bad as they were tonight, they're still in fine shape. It's kind of a weird series all the way around, but uh, that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah, it's, you know, part
1: of it is we, I, we don't know game to game who's going to play. Like yeah. all these guys have like knee – like not it's not nobody has like a severe injury but everybody has a muscle like knee soreness these sorts of things so it's like all right like marcus spart's ankle swelled up so he didn't play in game game four it's like tyler here's got the groin kyle lowry's got the hamstring that started in the Hawks series jimmy's Uh, still lingering jimmy's got the knee we don't know how much that impacted him tonight not enough where the Heat show scored one point in nine minutes, but like it played a role, it, it, and so everybody, you know, Robert Williams has the knee, and like it, it's kind of like it's so hard from game to game to figure out what guys are going to look like, and, and and I don't know how you go about trying to predict this thing, other than I guess you say if and Tatum's even got the shoulder thing, which didn't yep. seem to bother him too much in this one, but I will say he was short on every single three. And so as you look going forward, it's like how much is that shoulder stinger thing where he was getting worked out every time he was on the bench, they were getting in there with the massage and they were trying to work it out. If he can't shoot from distance and Miami or Boston shot terribly uh, all game, like in the game, they were up 32. They, they could not buy a three. It was really bizarre. That's how bad Miami was playing and how much Boston was able to get out and transition, especially I, I I am with you. Like I, I, it feels like everybody's talking. Like we're gonna get Celtics Warriors, and that would be I would feel that way if Boston had done what they should have done in Game Three. Like they had no business losing that game. Yep, but they did. Uh, and so it's two-two. You go back to Miami. Uh, we know that they play better at home. We know that that their shooters should uh, receive a little bump from going back home and. I, I, I'm with you. I think we were talking, and I think you said 60-40 Boston, and I, I, I yeah. think that's, that's probably correct. Um, I, I would agree with you there. I, I don't see uh, this as being just a landslide lock for the Celtics, um, because, partially because like I think you, you, the Jimmy injury feels a little fresher, uh, and, and he played so poorly. Tonight that you feel like, oh, is Jimmy going to be right? And if he's not right, the Heatra Cook. Like, I want to go ahead and preface this. If Jimmy's knee is bad enough that it's going to keep him from being any kind of explosive on offense, then they're cooked because they have to have him going for 25 to 30 and orchestrating everything. Because Kyle Lowry obviously can't go at his normal uh, full strength pace. We've seen that since he's tried to come back. Um, But... Like Tatum, I, I'm, I wasn't, you know, he played pretty well, you know, when he was able to go downhill, but if the shooting's not there, like that's a genuine concern. If that shoulder yeah. is bothering him with the shot. And I don't think that's going to get talked about much because he had 31. Uh, and because they, they kind of buried them early. I, I, that, that is a legit concern going forward as well. And if both stars are banged up, then it, then it's a toss up. Um, but I, I would agree with the with the general consensus that I trust Tatum a little more than Jimmy on a game to game, which is you know, to score because I think he can do it in a variety of ways. But if the shooting's not there, then that is a different thing. Then he kind of becomes Jimmy, right? Like then he has to score in the same ways Jimmy has to score. He's just tall.
0: And then you and then you trust Jimmy more because Jimmy's better at everything else. Like that's the one huge advantage Tatum has against Jimmy is that he's a much better shooter. <laughs> yes. Um, although Jimmy somehow annually in the playoffs make shots i don't know how he does it but he, he just saves starts to up. make threes again um but no it's I, I agree with your point i mean they granted without hero and i'm not the biggest hero guy everyone knows that but they do need him offensively particularly if jimmy doesn't have it like he's the only other guy on the roster that can really create and, shots and kyle like if, if yeah. kyle's
1: not able to do like he looked he looks cooked in the half court and, and yeah like i mean it's, I, it's pretty I'll, clear he doesn't have the step right now
0: no, and uh, my friend of the pod, uh, Glenn Willis, talked about this even back to the Hawks series. Like, once it became clear Lowry didn't have his normal juice, like, he almost hurts them in a lot of ways. Now, he helps yeah. them getting getting them out in the transition, he's, he's really good at pushing the pace and all that stuff and sort of digging down defensively. But he's not a huge offensive plus at this point, that's for sure. Um, well, he's not and- an
1: offensive plus, and and he's he's they, people have been kind of able to go at him. Defensive. Well, he's a
0: step slow. He just can't run. I mean, he—I know he's big and thick, and that's obviously very useful. But you know, Gabe Vincent is a better defender than Kyle Lowry in a lot of ways right now. Uh, obviously, yeah. he's not as strong, but uh, he's more—he's more athletic. Well, the thing is, is like
1: <laughs> Boston seems to have realized that you—you know—they've learned—they've learned the lesson. You don't try to post Kyle Lowry. That's no. fool's gold. Give
0: it's him the space. same thing
1: with PJ Tucker. It's all those guys. But you can attack him in space. Uh and, and you can really kind of make make him if you make him move and you make him work on the perimeter in space, like you can get by him and then you collapse their defense. And like you said, like it, it puts a it puts a hamper on what they can do and it's it's interesting because if you're Miami and he can kinda go, like you have to have him out there some. But yeah, uh I, I'm with you. I think there have to be some some decisions to be made if he's not able to to create shots for himself uh
0: down the stretch. For sure. Um, I want to do some more on this series um, as it goes back back to Miami. But uh, first, before we get to that, and also we'll look ahead to uh, whatever's left of the Western Conference (laughs) Finals later on. But first, a, a word from our sponsors on the podcast today. Today's show was brought to you by Prize Picks. If you're looking for a daily fantasy option this year, check out the award winning app at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know that you will too. It's so very easy to use, and that's part of the appeal of Prize Picks. All you do is pick two to five players and over under on their projections. What 10 times on any entry, it's just you against the computer and the projected numbers. An entire entry can be made in just a minute or less. It's just that easy and timely and they have safe and fast withdrawals. Probably of prop, props on anything you can think about in the basketball world, that includes points and rebounds, assists, even steals. They have mixed sports entries as well. So if you actually like MMA or soccer or baseball or hockey, pair it all together and use those skills at the same time. For a limited time, Prism is also a offer for all of our users. It's a no brainer. $50 for free if a player in your first entry at Prize Picks scores even a single point if you use the promo code NBA. That's right. Exclusively for Locked On fans, it's a promo code. It's NBA. Sign up right now. Use the code NBA. $50 for free if a player in your first entry scores even a single point. Check it all out today at PrizePix. Robbie, a uh, couple more things on the East. Uh, I thought it was Stark, and we, we just got to talking about how Jimmy is the guy that, you know, this is very obvious, but he has to be great for Miami on offense. But part of that is that Bam, after he finally had the big Bam game in Game Three, where he was really aggressive, and um, I like Bam a lot; he's really good. But he's never he's never been the uh, super aggressive offensive force that he possibly can. But he finally did it in Game Three. He comes out in Game Four. It takes two shots in the first half. It takes five, five shots, shots in the game. the game. Like I I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of that. Maybe it's the situation. Um, nobody was good. I'm not saying it was all on Bam. It definitely wasn't. But I was just uh, I can't help but just kind of noticed that that um maybe that game three was fool's gold in some respect for Bam and again he's a good player defensively he's he's even good on offense but uh, I'm not sure you can rely on him being aggressive and if again if Jimmy's not himself or even if Jimmy is himself honestly they're probably gonna need one, one more Bam game in this series and can they get it I don't know we'll see
1: yeah I mean the thing for me with Bam is is he kind of he he has the same issues to me that like DeAndre Ayton has where you look at him and you look at his his really good games and you go, man, like this dude's got it. He's got everything. He can do everything you want a center in the modern NBA to do. And if you catch him on the right nights, like it's easy to fall in love with him and say like, this is a max guy. This is a guy that, you know, this is a cornerstone franchise player. And then you just have nights where he disappears and you don't really understand why, like, he, he posted up Derek White at one point, and Boston didn't send any immediate help. And instead of taking him down deeper onto the block, he turns in over his right shoulder, going to his left hand to go up. Turns over his right shoulder for some reason into the lane, into help, has the ball low gets it stripped clean by Derek white one-on-one in the post. And even if he doesn't, he's going to shoot a 10 foot, nine foot
0: left-handed Left baby, baby hook. Right. It's just a, he just does weird. He just, really weird what stuff. are we doing? And it's the thing is, and
1: Aiden does the same thing. Like it, it's, they, yeah. they are to me the same level of frustration where you go. And, and Aiden's been in the league for less time. So you still kind of have that feeling. Maybe he puts it together. But I think Bam is – I don't even want to say a cautious tale for Aiden because Bam's awesome. But I think that's kind of what you're looking at is like can you? Can he ever take that step to go beyond that, to go be an Embiid type, to go be you know, one of these guys that you just go to over and over and over and over. And Bam's just not that dude, and I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if it's because he plays – With these And Aiton kind of in the same way, like they play with these extremely strong personality A-type guards and wing players. So you have Jimmy Butler, you have Chris Paul, you have Devin Booker, you have Kyle Lowry now. And it's like, it's easy to kind of fit in when they're feeding you. But in the games where they need those guys to take over and need them to dominate a matchup where they are the advantage and the other guys might not have it it's so hit or miss and, and it's, it's not something you could rely on. And it's a problem for Miami. It's going to be a problem for Miami, especially if they, if they were to somehow get to the finals because like they're going to need Bam against the Warriors too. Like they Great would time. need the best version of him because like, look, we're seeing Kavon Looney just outplaying people right now. <laughs> and then you've got Draymond Green, obviously lurking there. Who's going to make his life difficult. But we see what Bam can do. I mean, you look back at the bubble and what he did against Giannis. Like, when he took that challenge, he was dominant in that series. And I think people have been waiting to see that specific version, that guy from the five-game series in the bubble, again in a full series, in a full playoff run we haven't seen.
0: No, and uh yeah, I, I agree with you on all of that. And look, he's he's always good defensively. He is a he's a really good passer for a center, and like all that stuff is kind of just implied. I don't want to make sure we just say it out loud. Yeah, but no, no, no. He like he can definitely, yeah. I just think that he has to be more aggressive. And it was uh it was apparent to me early in this one that like he had to do more and yeah, he just didn't have it for whatever reason, it's a it's a probably a mindset thing. Whereas, you know, with Ayton, uh it's like he's just for some reason hardwired to just want to impress you with nine footers. Like he just is, he just cannot but, but go to the rim. Does the same thing. He does. But, but that's that,
1: like, that's my thing is like, they both do the same annoying stuff <laughs> where you're like, do you realize you're the biggest person on the floor? Like yeah. when Robert Williams isn't out there, like you cannot be like, we love this is a podcast that loves Al Horford. By the way, Al Horford okay. first and rebounds tonight. How about that? How, Re- about, reba- how rebounding about Al, Al Horford? Horford. By the way, every every single veteran that just kind of is in a lull should go to OKC for one year, year sabbatical. Yeah. Don't do anything. Play like 30 games. Get some scrimmages <laughs> in. Get some touches. Shut it down when it's time to tank. Get your buyout or your trade. Get back to the preferred destination. Perfect. The now Al Warford I, method.
0: I will, I will just say uh, it didn't work for Kemba Walker. Yeah, Kemba, Kemba's just – but Kemba's, he wasn't there for he wasn't there for a full year. He, he wasn't the, there and long, he the, and he had the. Well he, well, he didn't play. Yeah, he didn't play, and all that stuff. No, uh, not to get off the rails, but it's it really is interesting to me because you know what you have in PJ Tucker, who is an awesome player, but he's not going to give you a lot of offense. He's just not. So if you don't have anything going to the road other than Jimmy. It's a tough scene because then you're relying on your on your perimeter guys and um, maybe Duncan Robinson found something tonight. He hit four threes in the fourth quarter. I don't know if that means anything. It was all garbage time, but uh, we'll see. Um, on, on the Boston side, I just I can't believe this is. I'm looking at the box score right now for tonight's game in Game Four. It doesn't make sense that they. Won't it doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form uh, because this is you and I talking. I'll frame it in a, in a betting context. Um, if you told me, I could have Miami plus 19 and a half – and I, and I and and you tell me also that Boston shoots 40% from the floor and 23% from 3 in the game. Yep. I would have bet my life savings and more on That's on correct. Miami. That's uh, just and just to translate that into non-betting terms, the fact that Boston won this game by 20 points shooting 8 of 34 from 3 and 40% from the floor and it wasn't like Miami turned the ball over a lot. They had nine turnovers. In fact, Miami won the turnover battle in this game. I mean the whole box score is basically just the free throw line for the most part, and the fact that Miami 30, make thirty-eight two. free throws, yeah, is a lot. And
1: the, but that goes to it was so aggressive. Like well, it was, the, it was aggression, and it was the difference in the type of two point shots. Miami, oh yeah, would your, not your, stop. your floater rant
0: <laughs> would not stop taking floater. Or in, the fir- in the first quarter, especially, like it was Ga- it was Gabe Vincent from nine feet, and then it was PJ Jimmy Tucker. Jimmy missed a couple. Kyle Lowry missed a
1: couple. Almost airballed one.
0: <laughs> Bam with his little baby
1: hooks. Like somebody get close enough to touch the backboard. You're professional basketball players.
0: Get well, and there. yeah, the only guy that totally really tried irons. even was other than Jimmy was oladipo and while he actually was the only guy who well, had a good, was game good for them on offense, it is a reminder that Ola Depot is not the guy he used to be physically. Like he's not that good at the rim anymore. He used to be great at the rim. Yeah. He's really not anymore. But yeah, it was Stark. And it's a reminder of what they have too, because again, it really is only Jimmy and Bam that can really do that. Tucker is a guy who's gonna rebound for you a little bit, but Struce is a shooter. Lowry can't go to the rim anymore. You got you got Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, Cody Martin, etc. Like Caleb Martin. Sorry, Cody Martin. They they look they, they look alike. I'm not sure you knew that. Similar. Um, they are twins. Uh, but yeah, it's Division it, Two. It's really confusing. It really is. Um, but no, I don't know. This box score is just frustrating me. But uh, it, it's, uh, this is definitely a night where you had to watch the
1: game to even understand. And, and, and we I did. We, co- we anything covered we covered it, and it was it was happening. It was, and, all, it was awful to watch.
0: But yeah, it was. It was. It was. That's Jalen Brown goes five of 20, and it doesn't matter at all. He, he, was, he was terrible to start, yeah, like, he, he looked. Why can't he dribble anymore? Uh, even this on the game, all playoffs didn't he have he because he, he had 40 recently? Was it game three at 40? Yeah, um, and he couldn't dribble that game either. I think he had no turnovers, like seven turnovers, yeah, seven or eight. Uh, uh, it is, yeah, it's very strange. It's been um, like going back to the Bucks series,
1: like, he had multiple game or not the Bucks, uh, yeah, yeah, the Bucks series, he had like multiple games where. He was just getting ripped clean constantly on drives. And it was like, Whoa. it's
0: just it's just to put God. a bit in it. Like, this this entire series has just been totally off the rails. And I'm kind of glad it's competitive because the West isn't competitive at the moment. But competitive is loose because it's competitive you know, over the, in the grand scheme. Yeah. It's, I mean, Boston, in the micro, in the micro right. it's been hideous. So Boston and two wins are by 45 points combined. And it probably should have been more. Oh, my God. And then Miami. You know, the game three was kind of close, but it was a weird game. They led the whole way, Uh, you know, all that stuff. Uh, So I guess before we close up on the East, we were I'm leaning Boston at this point. Um, But again, to bring it full circle, the injury stuff is just a big shrug. Like if let's, let's say that Marcus Smart was out for the series, which we which we don't know. Sure. If he's out. Maybe I start leaning more towards Miami again. But if Hero's out and a guy again, I'm not super high on Hero, but what, what we saw tonight, they do need his offense. Like uh, he he has to be guarded, if nothing yes. else. You have to you have to pay attention to Tyler Hero. Yep. Um, if Robert Williams is just out, because like by the second half of this game, he was kind of limping around again. I don't know what's going on there. He's a he's a day by day question yeah, at all times right it, that now. Things,
1: it, it, I've never seen a series with two teams that have guys like this that are in one game and out the next. Like I can't remember. Well, the Jimmy thing is so weird what? too.
0: Like Jimmy what do you mean half because this is well, this is this is a Hawks podcast, of course, and. Inexplicably, Jimmy misses Game Five against the Hawks. Right on a net, like it just kind of came out. Of, he wasn't listed on the injury report, and just suddenly he was just gone for Game Five. Right,
1: and that was knee soreness too, right?
0: Yeah, and they win the game, so he gets a few days off, comes back, looks yeah. looks great, all that stuff. And then during half, the same thing, no injury mechanism, just coming out of halftime, we're we're covering the game, and it's like, by the way, Jimmy Butler's out for the out for the game. It's like, what? Here's Oladipo, and Jimmy's out. And and Old Depot didn't didn't play a second in the first half of Game Three, and then starts the second half. Just an insane. This whole series is so bizarre. And Spo's rotations are like impossible to predict. Yeah, I mean Robinson is the guy making ninety million dollars, doesn't play at all, and and I get why he's not. You know, he's defensively it's tough. Uh, But you know, Old Depot DNP for full halves, and then he's playing twenty minutes. Can we can we wade
1: into this? We discussed this to Duncan. Uh,
0: Yeah, um, not going well. Like
1: go go blue and all, but it's not going well. What what would be the offers out there? Uh, anything like is there anything I, they could get for him?
0: I mean, they could. Would there him. be a
1: team? Would there be a team that would be like, no, like eighteen million a year? We can get
0: that. Out I don't here. think a team would take him as a neutral value. I don't think. Maybe you can find. I mean, there's always one. Maybe, um, but I think especially with what we've seen in this playoffs and Miami you know, they're trying to win the championship. So this is not a concern for them right now, sure. but it doesn't really show. It doesn't want really give you a lot of leverage when you're not playing the guy at all in the playoffs and he's healthy. No. Uh So, you know, it's kind of, he's better than Davis Bertans, but it's very Davis Bertans like in the contract and the strengths and weaknesses. That's interesting. He is I like better that. than, I, I think he's better than Bertans. I do believe that. And he's more of a, like, Bertans is kind of a tough fit because he's, he's really a four that can't guard yeah. anybody. Whereas Duncan's really a two that's six, yeah. that's six, nine or whatever he is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that could be, it's own it could be its own podcast, but that contract does not look great. Especially cause Max Drews is just like flat out better than him.
1: Yeah. Wow. What a, what a turn of events.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a tough scene. Um, oh, okay. Though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> For you. Uh, <laughs> All right, before we go to the West quickly and then maybe look ahead to your... Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I can make you pick the finals at some point. Oh, podcast. I can't wait. Uh, before we do that, though, uh, one final break here from our sponsor of the podcast. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto and the auto world. As soon as make some models these days, it's basically impossible for your local chain store, dealership, stock all the car and truck that you actually need. And even if they actually have them, you want to endure all the questions from the person behind the counter. All they want to do is sell you what they want to sell you from behind the counter in the warehouse or wherever. Instead of doing all of that, access to rockauto.com brings you everything that you possibly want in a safe and easy place. And it's a much better option on the go in your pocket. rockauto.com is that place for all of those things. Why spend more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or dealership when you can order them all at rockauto.com? rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving customers for more than two decades at this point. And Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for each and every customer. They have all the stuff that you possibly need for for your car or your truck that includes brake parts and tail lamps motor oil even carpet check out the website right now at rockauto.com today see all the parts available for your car or your truck when you get there right locked on in the box that asks you how you heard about rockauto.com so they know that we sent you to them amazing selection reliable low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com robbie let's talk about the west quickly uh we're recording this monday evening into tuesday uh it's never uh I, i'm my brand on this podcast is to be pedantic and just say it's not over but it is, it's, it's probably over. Uh no in, no in the words
1: of Kenny Smith,
0: it's over. No, no NBA team has ever come back from 3-0. Uh it's never happened in the NBA. It's, it happened one, in one, it's happened in baseball. One one four six and 0 I believe uh, is the number right now. Yeah. So, you know, especially when you factor in that Dallas will have to win twice in Chase Center.
1: Where no one has.
0: Yeah, the Warriors, by the way, are 8-0 in the playoffs at home with a plus-15 net rating in those games. Um, Where they they will have home court in the finals. And they will have home court in the finals. Um, They are scoring at will in the series, and I know you talked about this a lot in other places. Um, The fact that they have a 121 offensive rating in the series while turning the ball over like 15% of the time. When they don't turn the ball over, they are doing whatever they want to do. Uh, that goes back not in, not, not just a series, the, the entire playoffs. That uh, essentially, when the Warriors are not kicking the ball around, they have been unstoppable.
1: Which they do
0: love to just.
1: I mean, throw they were they, they were twenty the They scored.
0: were twenty ninth in the league in turnover rate this year. They were like gone awful during the version too. They, it is a treat for them. Like I really think. And then they just stop
1: like Steph uh, just Steph and, just can't live unless he throws a behind the back pass.
0: Well, and the splits, no one in the splits too. like they're, the first half. They turn the ball over at will. And then uh, it's like, okay, at halftime, they'll look, they'll look around like, all right, Steve, we, let's just play again. Steve. <laughs> Steve Kerr just, goes along, just like, it's God, like, fellas, please. Not turn you got it out of your system. And you know, the third quarter has been their quarter for, for what ever six, six, seven years now. And it's still the case now. Um, you know, Game Three was wild. I know it was—you know—it was two days ago as we we're recording this, but uh, Dallas gets 86 points from Luca, Dinwiddie, and Brunson, and they mm-hmm. lose, yeah, and like they lose fairly convincingly at the end of the game. Yeah, um, the the quartet of Reggie Bullock, uh, Max Kleber, Davis Bertans, and uh, our guy, Frank Nilakina, those four guys combined to shoot over 15 from three.
1: Listen, hey, hang on, we're going to leave Frank and his one force three out of this. Listen, okay, I'm just that's saying not. He plays it wasn't his fault. We're gonna um, leave Frankie Smokes out of this. That's
0: fine. And right? listen, uh but is part of the off. part of the issue with uh with Dallas is that they don't have any depth. So they're kind of forced no. to play the Josh Green Frankie Smokes combination, and it's that's not gonna work. Um no. And listen, it's a part long, of my a long uh, ways
1: from Thomas and Mac.
0: Yes, we are part, part of my rancor in this series is with the Suns. Because this this should just be the Suns, and why are we doing this? You know, this should this should be the Suns, and I think the Warriors probably would have won that series based on what we've seen so far. But the fact that Dallas is there. Is you know they look overmatched in the series. That's not a huge surprise. I thought it was gonna be more competitive than this. Though, I'll be honest. I thought it was gonna be pretty competitive, and it's not been. Well, but they should
1: have won game two. They should have won game two. I was gonna say well, they should have won a 2-1 game one series, and we yeah. should be talking about it being a two-one series where they could even things up in game four.
0: Exactly. That that is that is what this series should have been probably, yes. and they did not hold on and win that game. And that's just like, just like the East series
1: should be a three-one series. Like the, we should so be true. talking about how Boston's trying to close things out. Yep, and we should be talking about how the Mavs are trying to even things up. But
0: no, and it, it's as Larry Drew says, it's a game of runs. Well, I actually um, I talked to this is not this has not been published yet. But I talked to Kevin Shar about this, and so it's sort of a teaser for later on this week. But the Dallas defense mm-hmm. was really impressive against Phoenix. They really were. Now, part of that was Phoenix, but Dallas played really well defensively. But if you go yep. up and down their roster, their talent level defensively is not like, incredibly high. Yeah. Uh, they have some guys, for sure. Like, Kleber's a good defender. Obviously, DFS is a great defender. But, uh, you know, Luca's getting picked on a lot in the series, and rightly so. Like, he's yeah. just been a weakness, and he's going to be a weakness for a while, and he's really slow. And that, uh, I think, Golden State is taking advantage of it in a positive way. But the big thing is, Dallas isn't scoring at the rate that they have to score. Like, we, I kind of knew they wouldn't be able to stop Golden State. And aside from Luca and occasionally one of the other guys, like, they just don't have a lot going on offense right now.
1: Well, I mean, here's the thing. like they, Their hope against Golden State was that they could do what Houston couldn't do, and that's outshoot them. For make shots. Games. Yeah. Here's the thing about playing Golden State when you're that team. You can win games shooting. Like you, can, you can win some. You're going to beat them on a couple of nights. But the problem is on the nights where they don't shoot well, and you also don't shoot well from three, you lose. Golden State is going to beat you 90% of the time. And it's because they're so good at pushing off of misses. So you play right into their hands because every single person on the floor, other than Looney is going to get out and go. They're such a good offensive rebounding team that you don't get all the same opportunities. This is the second straight series that they've just punished somebody on the glass,
0: right? Like Dallas can Dallas rebound. That's the other thing about Dallas is like, they don't turn the ball over at all, which is a huge thing. It's actually very Hawks like than that. They are like top three in the league in turnover rate, but they're losing every other Part of the possession battle because of the rebound, they can't rebound.
1: They're like, and it's not just Looney. Like it's not just a size
0: thing. Like Andrew Wiggins had seven. No, I mean it's it's a physicality thing too because you know Dallas is the only way that the only way that Dallas can score in the series is to play five out and play small with Kleber, and it worked for them in the the Phoenix series. That's what they have to do. Mm -hmm. But they don't have you know DFS is a decent athlete, but like Wiggins is by far the best athlete on the court at all all times in the series. Like. Yep. Dallas doesn't have a guy like that. I mean, Dallas is—they're already playing small. And yeah, Luca is not small, but he's not going to go like dominate physically in some way. He's He's—he is—he's
1: big, he's a decent. He's
0: rebounder. a good rebounder. Actually. No, he is a good rebounder. Actually,
1: he's a good rebounder. But part of the problem is
0: he's playing the four basically in that lineup, though.
1: Well, like, it's not like he—he he gets his his biggest problem is like because he's getting switched on so much on defense he's not in a rebounding position because so they're, they're, they're going at they're him. targeting him yeah then you have like dfs trying to box out wiggins or you have brunson down there they like so many times they end up with brunson down there and that's the other part of this switching thing is like you play this five out switch everything style when you don't necessarily have the defenders do it but it's not just that you don't have the point of attack defenders uh, to do it it's it's more that they don't have anybody on the back end so like golden state's shooting terribly this series
0: like no, for I mean, golden state from, they have from, been from bad three from three, times, three. Sure. they've been no,
1: bad from three it's a layup it's from a layup two lineup. of the games
0: I mean steph know and Steph knows it too especially Steph and I think Jordan Poole too they they realize that I think Kleber's actually quite a good defender but he's he, not gonna he change your life a at the rim. Well, um, yeah,
1: he's, he's, a good, he's a good big on the perimeter, which is why they feel comfortable switching. Yep. But, but there's nobody there. Not, in the back end. There's nobody on the back end. And so there's no room protection and there's no second, you know, there's nobody stopping Looney from getting 13 on the glass every night. No, because no, he's just great at positioning. and He's going to be down there. And like Dallas is just, yeah. I mean, they have, they have to hit a ton of threes to have a chance and they just haven't done it like game, like, but game two is when they had to do it. Um, yeah, like the biggest thing that drives me crazy about what Dallas is doing offensively is like when they start going cold, they just, they don't have, they don't have a secondary pitch, right? Like they can't go, like if the fastball's just off the plate to go to a deep baseball reference here, (laughs) they can't find the zone with the fastball. Sure. They don't have an off speed to go to, like they just don't. No, so they, they have to be like when you play Golden State, you can't let them have those nine o, ten o, twelve o runs. You have to be able to get a bucket, get to the foul line, get to the rim, something. But when you miss five straight threes, you're going to give up that ten o run. They had to and make it, and, oh, and then it's over. Yeah, no, that and, I, and so because the fourth quarter, what happens is I don't care how good Luca becomes. They can't get consistent stops. You can't come back from 10 down. Like in game four, like they got it to five. Like they were never down by more than like 15. It felt like a 25-point game. They were down 12 almost all quarters.
0: They they couldn't stop them. You can't get a stop until you can't build a run. Well, and, you know, not to make it super simple, but I just pulled this up. Dallas is shooting for the series 41% from the floor, which is terrible. That's like league worst mark. And 32% from three. And, like, that's that's the series. Like, if they don't make shots, they're drawing dead. And I'm not saying they were going to win the series anyway. But if they were going to shoot 32% from three, they had no chance in the series. They had to shoot well. Because, by the way, they're taking 46 threes a game in the oh, series. I am it, t- it's legit – the rockets plan well and, and that's and that's reasonable i think him. well it's the only
1: I, thing that it's all they got well you know, that's what the, i'm saying like, like is he going to the dice move too there, much? It's like, <laughs> that's all he's got like, there's
0: there's a there's this debate going on i saw on twitter especially during the game because it was you know over a lot a lot of the ways down the stretch but um basically like are they taking too many threes and it's the everlasting discussion of you know I'm kind of on the side of no because that's how they got here, number one, and that's that's their best plan of attack. They just can't afford to miss them. And it, the Rockets thing is a good example of it. Like they just can't. I mean, those four guys, or let's just say three guys, shooting zero fourteen from three <laughs> in game let's three. Let Frank be. That's fine. We'll leave Frank out of this. But like the fact that they got eighty plus points from their three scores and still lost, like that's it's a math problem. If you don't make threes, you can't win this series. They're not. gonna no. They just can't. And you know, it's funny,
1: it's you know, we you know, Warriors fans are being Warriors fans, uh, and so they're mad that the, the Luca Has No Help narrative has, has popped into vogue. <laughs> uh, because people were picking people were picking people that picked out them. so yeah, this is not a situation
0: where this, no, this is no, I will they, they, were, they were getting picked.
1: People were lost in the sauce coming out of that Phoenix series. And the funny thing is it didn't take long for us to learn that there was some deeper stuff going on in the Phoenix locker room, whatever that it was is,
0: happening by the time money was at the podium after the game <laughs> that like, <laughs> like we
1: knew something was off that that was more than like, Oh my God, like Dallas took down the Suns. like the sun's kind of imploded on themselves. Like there's a lot of rumblings going on about a lot of bad stuff internally in Phoenix. Where it was just not good. Like, DeAndre Ayton's sleeping two hours a night so he can play video games and like
0: Molly Williams and doing and doing an interview about it for some reason with (laughs) ESPN in the middle of the playoffs. (laughs) I don't know why. I I don't know why. Why would you say yes to that? Is my question. Uh, Anyway. Oh, because
1: anyway. uh, Yeah, I look. One, I've gotten out of the prediction game for a reason. Uh, In print, there's no upside. Uh, Nobody's like reading to be like, what's. What's what's Robbie got in the well, West? I,
0: I, I will say, people. Uh, there were still more people picking the Warriors than the Mavs. Well, sure, but, but it was much closer than it should have been. Yeah, it was much closer. Than and look, I mean, you said it. I'm with Dallas, you. I it
1: would maybe, maybe be six games.
0: Dallas should have won game two, and then this series is not over at this point. Like the no, Golden well, State's still I would, a favorite.
1: Always I I the Warriors in six,
0: right? I mean. I would have probably, You're if still? I had to pick the series, would have picked something like that as well. Yeah, and I, don't, I, I, don't, I would not have thought the gold State was just going to kill them in the series coming in for sure. You know, you yeah. and Luke has been pretty good on offense. Is that he's he's being targeted defensively, and that has to be said again. Like he has, he's the guy this with the is, targets back.
1: This is it's a problem. I mean, he's scoring forty and he's given up. He's 50.
0: giving up a lot back. Yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not good for him defensively. But like, I don't I'll know. Say, if, has,
1: this, if we're you know, like I'm I. I've been the first to say Trey's got to get better defensively. If they're going to, if the Hawks are going to go somewhere, Luke has got to do the same, the same
0: thing for, the yeah. for Dallas. Cause it is, they cannot bad. avoid each other for some, for, for whatever reason those two guys are going to link forever, but it really is forever and ever it's in, and, and like, it's because of different reasons. Like for sure. Trey, Trey is a size thing. <laughs> Luca is a speed <laughs> they thing.
1: They could trade each other. Some yeah. Skills. You
0: could just get some, uh, get some, get some size. size
1: Luca uh, could throw 20 pounds to Trey and like one inch to Trey. That'd be helpful. And then but, like Trey could shave like a, a half a second off Luca's 40 time. And but I, we I, would be,
0: <laughs> we, <laughs> be in business, Bubba. Uh, Last thing, I want to make sure I say this. Like, yeah, I, I do think if you look at the numbers, and even if you watch, as crazy as <laughs> it sounds, Dallas, I think, is losing on offense more than defense in this series. Would because, be like, D- Dallas is what? Dallas is scoring. They have, a, they have a 106 offensive rating in the series. And, like, there My was eyes. no path to a it's win. Impossible at that number for Dallas. No, and, oh. and
1: you're right. But also part of it is part of the reason Golden State's scoring at the clip they are. Because they're missing and they're running. Everything is in semi-transition. I mean, that's like, I think it's the offense. Dallas, I really Dallas is, like you said, like Dallas is good when they get set. And it's kind of the same thing in this Boston-Miami series is the team that's able to push immediately gets the advantage because you're both going up against... Go on defense. Yeah. Both teams are great on defense. And like when I wrote about the series coming in, it was like, My question was, can Miami do it without Kyle Lowry? I was actually really impressed game one without him. They look great, which is another reason I'm like, do they really need to be playing Kyle as much as they have been if he's just not able to go? But I digress. Um, (laughs) But, like, it's the same thing in this series, more so on the Mavs side, because, like, Luke is not going to push. Like, Luke is not – he does not want this to be a track meet. Um. I mean, we know, Uh, we, we, we see. Uh, And so I just think if you are, Hey, out of the closet dog
0: (laughs) (laughs) adventures, live podcasting.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's like, if, if you're missing shots, like you're not able to get set because golden state's going to push absolutely every single time. I mean, Draymond's moving it up the floor. Or Looney's finding Steph or Poole, and they're gone.
0: And it's and when it's threes, it's even worse. Oh because yeah, because
1: it's long rebounds it's and threes, and, it's and you're cross, and you get cr- and because you're so cross matched. It's right. because the Warriors will switch
0: everything too. It's a scramble, and then it's it it's that. the absolute opposite of uh, of the previous is. year. Because, you know, that's the, the thing from this season is that people like us that are sickos we pay attention but like dallas's offense was not that good this year it was their defense that made them right, right, good and the defense has not been great in the series but it, it's and for me welcome it's still to jason
1: offense. kid basket yeah it's
0: it's still the offense for me that's not doing it for them but well, and, i mean and, go ahead
1: no and the other thing is they they weren't used to that because the suns don't push no, that was the biggest problem the suns had it's like chris paul wants to take eight whole seconds to get across the timeline every single time. It drives me insane. Like they play everybody was like, how does, how did Jose Alvarado get, uh, get two, eight second violations on Chris Paul. And I was like, dude, Dorian Finney Smith almost forced like three. It was a lot of them were him like jumping across half court. And I'm like, why are you going so slow against the team that want? And it's just styles make fights the old cliche but like phoenix didn't did not punish misses in the way golden state is and that's been the difference man that that has been and it would have been interesting to see what would have happened between phoenix and golden state because again like i think that's a different it's a different issue but yeah it's it's been it's been ugly uh, I do it wish da- I just wish Dallas had gotten game two because we would have at least had something more, interesting more interesting. to
0: discuss. Yes. like we would
1: have been like, yeah, the Warriors are gonna win, but maybe it'll take six or seven.
0: Yeah, and I will be uh, I'll be interested to see if Dallas just rolls over in game four That's it- always a fascinating like this isn't really matter. It's a- sort of a low stakes thing. Yeah. but I'm always interested to see how teams respond down 30 at home like you know because in theory, if you just want to have some pride and not get swept, you might show up. But if, if you get down 15 early, you're probably dead because you're just going to roll over. And well, I, roll. Also
1: wanna, I also want to see um, – we've had twice the Warriors have had road closeout games
0: and no-showed. I mean, they got – they were down by, what, 50-plus? They're down 55. Game? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that might happen too. I mean, and the, and the Denver
1: game wasn't much better. Was much game better. four better, in Denver yeah. was ugly.
0: I mean, that's, uh, that's, my that's favorite, Tuesday night. But. My
1: favorite conspiracy is that uh, there's a decree to get the extra home game revenue uh, when the Warriors are, are going the road closeout. Big and Joe Lakeup so uh, is
0: calling it in. Joey, Joey
1: Lightyears in. is calling it in and uh, cutting Draymond in on the action because Draymond will be out of the I, game. I, think, 10 I think
0: before this one, though, they probably would want the extra week before the finals. I agree. Uh, I and agree. I, I for people like especially, us, especially a with a 2-2 two, two series across the way. Yeah, I mean, God, God bless the uh, the Celtics for getting back to 2-2 because at least we'll have at least six in that, in that series. If not, like, the finals don't start early, folks. Yep. June 2nd is the finals. It's game one, no matter what. So I, I like some basketball to be played between now and then. Yeah. Um, clearly the Warriors are the favorite to win the title at this point because they're the closest to actually getting into the finals. Yep. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, who, who who would you like their chances? Uh, worst against? I guess? I guess who's who's who, who gives the worst the best series between Boston and Miami because it's probably Boston, I think. But I think it's Boston. I think I think Boston
1: because if they have smart, I'll say that if, they, they, if, they need smart. if, if everybody can get it reasonably together smart, and healthy, if they can have Robert Williams, if they can have Marcus Smart, it's Boston. They're just deeper than Miami. We've seen that this series. Um, They are – they just have more variety offensively, and while they can go through some lulls, and we've seen this, I don't think it's as bad as as the Miami offense can get. And I think we're seeing with Dallas, like, against Golden State, you've got to be able to put together 48 minutes of offense, and I trust Boston to do that a little bit more, if nothing else, than I trust Tatum more than – Jimmy, and I especially trust Jalen Brown to score. He might dribble it off of his knee 12 times, but he's <laughs> going to score 20 uh, more than I trust Tyler Hero or Max Struess or Kyle Lowry right now. Um, I, I think I think Boston would give the better series um, and have a chance to win because, again, like all it takes is having a couple of the right shooting variance games. Right. I mean, this is this is what the modern NBA is, is like you catch the right shooting night when the other team's good, but you're better
0: and steal one.
1: And, yeah, especially and that's to swing can. a series.
0: I mean, their, their defense is so good that they mm-hmm. can I, I will say this, both, both of these teams. I think Boston and Miami can both reasonably guard Golden State in the way that nobody else has guarded them so far. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that I, I think Boston has a better chance of scoring. Than yeah. Miami does. No, I'm, that's, that's
1: where that's I'm That's what at it as comes well. down to. Yeah.
0: So, like, well, I, I I agree. I think Miami can still win the series, though. I mean, we're I, both picking no. Boston, but Miami can win the series. They are live. I think, uh, if anything, I've not seen the market yet. Um, I would guess my, Miami's probably a decent value on the betting market based on right. all of Twitter and things, and everyone's just kind of penciling in Boston. I yeah. think Miami's pretty live in the series, even though I picked yeah. Boston. So, yeah. we'll
1: I I'd, I'd guess it's probably 155,
0: something like that. 20. I mean, and again, like, that's it's probably high. Probably it's probably 40, yeah, 360 one... Miami, something like that. So uh, I'm not I'm not saying you have to bet it right away, but uh, sure. something to keep an eye on. I think Miami is at least pretty live in game five at home. So we'll see how that fares. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, it's midnight. I don't want you to get out of here, but please plug anything you got going on. Uh, I know you are always doing things. We're, we were just working tonight together and uh, PuntCast and all those things that you do. I Puntcast.
1: PuntCast will be back. For... Chip's been freed. So PuntCast will be back uh, probably for U.S. Open, I hope. Chip. Uh, Chip is back. And uh, yeah, you can read all of our coverage over at UpRocks, uh, Uprox Sports, Dime on UpRocks, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be prepping draft
0: stuff here very shortly, Bradley. We're recording this on May 23rd, which I believe is exactly one month from the draft. The one draft month is, I believe, uh, June 23rd. So, so
1: we'll be getting ready for that, and Good then uh,
0: then free agency, and
1: then I'll see you out in Las Vegas, probably.
0: Yeah, Summer League and all the fun stuff that happens from there. Thank you, sir, for doing this late on a Monday evening. Uh, As for everybody else, please subscribe to the show. Check out Robbie's content, my content. Subscribe to the podcast, all that fun stuff. We'll see you next time.